it wasn't one of those like you know carefully studied perfect yeah. lighting you know atmospheric dick pics it was just like straight on up on camera flash here's my bush and the bottom of my balls hey roaches i'm todd tondera and welcome to my thrifting audio diary i scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts useful unusuals trendy trinkets cool collectibles good garbage and all-around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week, I invite friends out thrifting with me. We gather a haul, then drag it back to the studio to tell you what we found. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Another weekly edition of Freaky Podcast. I'm your host, Toddy. I'm here with Josh, Last Call Larkin. And the past, uh, this is the third episode, we've been going to Vintage Thrifty, I could say now, because it's over a year old. It's just been the two of us. Go back to old school, you know, the way it started. You know, back to our roots, as back they say. Back to our roots. Um, but my uh, roots have since grown a stem because I am no longer on a floor cushion recording. I have a very grown-up, very wooden chair. It's a very elegant, like, throny kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I try to be the, the prince of my laptop. I'm not going to lie, it feels weird with you being on my level now. <laughs> yeah, because I was a little bit... <laughs> you, you were always squatted down, yeah. On, on something just... I'd like a puffy-ass brown thing. I have to hold my head up to talk to you now. Yeah, well, that was always my hope that I would one day be on your same level. You keep me holding my head high, buddy. <laughs> but um, happy football season, everybody. I've been wanting to do a football episode of this show since probably like when it was not football time. Was it like... Uh, last summer, I was like, we should do a football episode. Oh. You're like, yeah, what everybody wants, a football in July. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time to talk about it, you know, when it's the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. So now has come, uh, it is, uh, football season starts this week, and I have actually accumulated a lot of different secondhand finds and thrift finds for and about football. So I think this week is the week we dive in and you don't really know exactly what we're going to be looking at for the thrift haul this week i don't know what we're getting into but you know my feelings on football nowadays so i'm excited to discuss Mm -hmm. all this garbage professional cte uh actors i would say it's just such a fucking garbage league and a garbage profession Mm mm-hmm so, um, with that said, we'll do a whole episode on it it's because be- <laughs> I just drafted my fantasy team last night. Um, a lot of listeners from the show are actually in that fantasy team, and I forgot to draft a defense. I have zero defense on the whole squad. I just overdid the running back situation. 
Because it's a PPR. We'll just drop somebody off and you know pick some pick up a free agent defense. I could do that, which I did, but we have a waiver wire. So you got a waiting period. I have a waiting period, so only after this week's games will that defense be on my roster. So I'm going to week one, no defense, all offense. It's all right, just all offense. Gun it, gun it, and run it. Right. You got nothing a, to. You got nothing to lose. It's week one. You that, can't lose the playoffs in week one, Toddy. That's you know what. Uh, a wise man once said that you can't lose the playoffs in week one. Yep. And it was you just now. Yeah. See, I, pl- I I got all the football acumen. I just don't give a fuck about it anymore. Yeah, you played for a long time. Yeah, I did. You put some put some time into the game. I did offense and defense both. I played on the line, and then when I got skinny, I started playing wide receiver, and I was a middle linebacker as well. Okay. Did you know that I tried to play football once upon a time? It doesn't surprise me that you tried. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it I gave it a college try because growing up my dad was like, Well, you're into sports or what are you, gay? Yeah. And it's like, fuck. Uh yeah. Can't be queer if you're athletic. <laughs> no, no. And turns out I was both. Um but <laughs> Um, Yeah, so I played basketball for 10 years, and I tried to play football, and one summer I went out for, like, conditioning, so it was, like, baseball, not baseball, basketball and football conditioning, and this was in high school, and I obviously didn't care about practice, because at that point, it's like you either are a football player, or you're nothing, like, like you have a different life if you're a football player, Mm Mm-hmm. So I was still doing like, you know, regular Todd stuff. I got kicked out of summer camp because I was playing craps and I got caught by the coach. <laughs> You're hustling after practice? Yeah. Uh, well, during practice was the main concern from the coaching oh. staff. <laughs> during, but after is when I was caught. But then I got kicked out of basketball summer camp and also uh, football summer camp. And it wasn't a permanent ban. It was just like, learn something if you want to be a football and basketball player and i was like i will never learn anything ever again like goodwill hands out the three-day suspensions for breaking the rules yo the three-day suspension rule it has been a chaotic thrifting day for josh and i we uh there was a huge storm looming and before the storm hit josh and i went into the goodwill outlet to correct to collect a thrift haul for today and it stormed like the dickens and the lights went out brother yeah we were in there for about 15 20 minutes maybe mm-hmm. and then just the lights all went out the like a backup lights came on for like sort a couple of. seconds sort of and then they fizzled back out mm-hmm. nobody stopped for a second everybody just kept right on going Right on thrifting, and they were just like, "Ho ho! If you find a flashlight, let's go." Nine Eleven stopped football. Thrifting doesn't stop because the power's out. Roaches, man! You can't. We're all roaches. You cannot stop them. There was actually a slight controversy from uh, the the Goodwill outlet today. Longtime uh, veteran thrifter Sue. Uh, there was a guy who was, I don't know if he was newer or he was just being extra sneaky. I've seen him there before. Yeah. Ooh, now I'm mad at him too. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why she kind of went off because normally she'll talk shit on people under her breath. Yeah. But in this situation, she went full blast. Um, to his face too. Yeah, right at him. So the power went off 
And the role of a Goodwill outlet is when the bins that come out on wheels, they change, you can't pick through the bins until the bin stops. Well, this gentleman picked up a big-ass plastic truck out of the bin when it was still on its way to its final resting place. Sue freaked out, and she's like, I'm not even above the law here. I'm a regular, and I'm not even above the law. And Sue uh, made mention that she was once suspended for three days from the Goodwill outlet for doing what that gentleman did. And that makes me wonder if Sue, at that point in time, knew that she could get suspended and was Mm -hmm. still like, I'm going to take a risk. I think I'm above the law. And that's why she's like, I'm not above the law. Because I thought I was, and I stole it on purpose. Mm -hmm. Didn't humble her whatsoever. No, it's still, she's still on an elevated platform. But he he kept the truck. Yeah, he kept the truck. And, And the thing about Sue, if I'm at one end of the Goodwill outlet, and she's at the other, you could hear that like high-pitched, like, mm-hmm. and, and like you can't even hear words, but you know it's like her. Sue's the kind of person that as soon as she comes into your place of employment, yeah. if you hear her, you're like, oh, fuck. Like if you work in sales or customer service and you have to interact with this woman, mm-hmm. you know it's not going to be great because she's no. going to find a problem or like be irritated about something. Yeah, it's, just it's her talk to the manager type personality. She's not above the law, though, Todd. No, she's not above the law. She let us know that she had the three-day suspension, and maybe that guy will fall victim of that. But today's haul, as I mentioned before, all about football. I've been collecting a lot of different stuff. We're going to do some thrift tales um, about uh, a certain piece of merchandise that was found that was a football coach's. The second act of the show We're going to go to Detroit, Michigan and talk about a certain stadium that's no longer there and some stuff has popped up on eBay. But to start it off, since this is a Pittsburgh uh, taped podcast, I actually collected this pennant from a a state sale about a month ago and I've been waiting for the opportune time to release it on the show. But this is from Super Bowl Thirteen. That's the year the Pittsburgh Steelers defeated, in a Super Bowl rematch, the Dallas Cowboys. What year would 13 have been? Was that? 79. All right. So um, Terry Bradshaw, known weirdo, uh, Terry Bradshaw, was the Super Bowl MVP that year. (laughs) Terrible actor, Terry Bradshaw. Terrible commentator, terrible actor, probably Republican big time. Oh, I think, yeah. Like, I big think, time? I, I mean, think, they all are, but, like, big, even more so. Yeah. I don't... Th- is he still even, like, doing his shit? Yeah. he. Oh, he I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's still on uh, uh, Fox and does that. Fox. So, he, yeah, it's not, not, not great. Yeah, the only place that'll have him. Yeah, pretty much. But um, Terry Bradshaw was all, all, always an interesting character, and uh, he was kind of... Uh, a chauvinist pig most times, um, but he, and which is fine because me too, but Terry Bradshaw hated Ben Roethlisberger because Ben Roethlisberger came into the league and Ben was like spending money and like driving and crashing and Terry Bradshaw talked to, uh, I was reading about this, Terry Bradshaw actually sat Ben Roethlisberger down and was just like, dude, you're crashing and you're going to die, so you might as well slow down and get married. And so the rumor is that's why Ben Roethlisberger got married because Terry Bradshaw told him to. 
it's horrible to take Terry Bradshaw's advice on anything because he's a known idiot. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember which person it was, but somebody once said that Terry Bradshaw was so stupid he couldn't spell cat if you spotted him the C and the T. Oof. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. But garbage in, garbage out. They're both shitty. Yeah. But this pendant has been hanging in my uh, new apartment, and um, it was a good find because I got it for like a buck. And for a, a pennant from 1979, a Super Bowl championship pennant, I'm pretty proud of it. Um, it's in really good condition. It is in really good shape. And it has, uh, you know, the, the normal black and gold, no, no shit, and then uh, the traditional Steelers helmet, but it's the kicker's helmet that's on the... Uh, I noticed that. It's, like, it's very, like, elegant, and mm-hmm. then it's got the helmet. But, yeah, it's, the like, the punter helmet with just the two bars. Hell, like. yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, so that was the first uh, fine for this football episode. The second, we actually found, um, geez, about a month ago, um, these guys here. Oh, the whole lot of little foam footballs. Yeah, so this was by... The company Good Stuff, and this is Sports Stuff, which is a a an piece. offshoot of Good Stuff, Sports Stuff. Yeah, so Good Stuff, and I actually found a whole uh, lot of plush footballs. They're probably what, like four inches tall. Yeah, I would say like four five, or five inches. Yeah, four to five inches tall, and they're hand sized, and you could whip them at your friends as hard as they can, and it's a lot of fun to do it. I've already done it, and the reviews are, yeah, they hurt, but it's a lot of fun. They just—it's just a temporary sting. I've been pelted with them. We had them, you know, growing up. These are something everybody had. Like, mm-hmm. you know, good stuff didn't have a lot of creative naming folks working for them, but they got these footballs out there to a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, it's like plush footballs that you'd think in the—and these are all from the whole collection is from 1990 to 1992. Are these from like the crane? Where I was is about to they say they from? were often at the time they were often in the crane games because this is. The yeah. crane game thing. I was gonna say this is something. Yeah, I think everybody had, but like you couldn't, you didn't go to the store and buy these. You like won them mm-hmm. at the mall, or you know, like right. while you were out and about. And when I had found these, um, I have not. I had ten in total, but I gave one to my friend Mike. I have the Cincinnati Bengals, Chicago Bears, San Francisco 49ers, Pittsburgh Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs, Oakland Raiders, Dallas Cowboys, San Diego Chargers, and the one I have in my hand is a brightly uh, colored orange and blue Denver Broncos with the old traditional Denver Broncos helmet. All those teams are good teams in that era, mm-hmm. too. Like, now we're like, ooh, you know. But mm-hmm. the, a lot of those were great teams back then. Yeah, and I was pretty excited for this fine because it was one of those fines that while I was digging through the Goodwill outlet bins to collect this, they were scattered about like three bins in a row. And so I would find one. I'm like, cool. And the weird thing about it was at one point I was like, well, maybe this is, and it probably still was true, but it, somebody had a, a football for every team. So I was like, shit, if I keep digging, I'm going to find all Just these. Every the whole team. single one. And I actually found um like multiple Dallas Cowboys ones that were the same one. Um, one was slightly bigger. So I guess somebody was a Cowboys I was fan. Simply, yeah, maybe they were a real Cowboys fan than any other doubles they gave away, but they always kept their Cowboy doubles. So the Cowboy doubles did go. Uh, maybe they hated the Cowboys, and that's why they got rid of all Cowboys stuff. Mm-hmm. Fuck them off. But back in the 90s, I mean, it was very 
they were uh, the Dallas Coke Boys, as I've heard them referred to, uh, with Michael Irvin and like missionary only Troy Aikman. And there was the one guy who got caught with like uh, fifty pounds of weed in his car, yeah, or something like that. Dion. Uh, Neon Dion was there. Emmett Smith was there. Emmett was probably like, other than Troy, like Troy was obnoxiously wholesome. Yeah. But Emmett was like likably wholesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, Emmett Smith was like, yeah. If you're looking back, he Emmett Smith is way more likable than Michael Irvin, and way more likable than Troy Aikman because Troy Aikman was is a bland of personality as you could maybe think of. And Emmett was just kind of like, I'm going to go away. You guys like mm-hmm. go and do your thing where everybody hates you. And I'm just going to like kind of chill back for a bit. That is true. Emmett kind of got, like got in, like was one of the greatest of all times and then got out. Yeah. That's he made it. his money and like won a bunch of championships, you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of fucked off and did, did what he did. So yeah, yeah, I have nine left. The one that I gave away was the New York giants one, but, um, I have them, uh, promptly on one of my shelves here in my living room and actually um the pittsburgh steelers super bowl pendant goes behind it also on the shelf let's fast forward time a little bit so this football collection was from 1990 to 1992 we're gonna good stuff back in action from the same company good stuff released uh more crane game plushes I have, from 1997, a Good Stuff Jacksonville Jaguar fully clothed football player bear. So not only was this haul just from a football fan, but yeah. a football fan who's really good at crane games. Mm-hmm. And you happen to be a Jag boy and yep. love the Jaguars. Oh, I'm definitely a Jag boy. And this was from 1997. And the first year that I... Super got into football. I think it's fair a fair assessment to say 1995. Um, but I was loosely affiliated with football in 93, 94. But I was hardcore into football starting in 1995. And that's, of course, the year that the Jacksonville Jaguars were created and also the Carolina Panthers. See, I went with the Panthers because at that point in my life, like I played football, but I didn't have like a real allegiance because I didn't live in Pittsburgh back yeah. then. And so I could kind of pick freely. And when the Panthers were like, here's our logo, I was like, that is fucking cool. Kerry Collins was on that squad. And Kerry Collins went to Penn State, so I felt like there was a connection. Penn mm-hmm. State was close to where I grew up. And their colors with, like, that bright blue and the black, mm-hmm. I was like... And I got the starter jacket for Christmas that year. And I was Ooh. like, "This, is, these are my guys now. I'm going to wrap them. Kevin Green popped over there from the Steelers. Yep. And that was like, it was just a cool logo. It was fierce. Mm-hmm. And back then that was all you needed. You know, like I was 11 at that mm-hmm. point in time. So was it, it, I think this is Tim Biaka Batuka. Is that how I pronounced that? He was yeah. the running back. Tim Bianca Batuka? (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. I didn't know that I remember his name until I said it out loud right then. He's one of those football players who I had completely forgotten about. And when you said his name, I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Back from the dead. And then later on, uh, Chris Fatu Malafala. Chris Fatu Malafala. I think that was actually Yeah, there were so many good names back there. Yeah, there was a lot lot of talent there. But that was the first year I got into football, so I attached myself to Mark Brunel. I had we had a whole fucking Mark Brunel episode. We did. I forgot about that. <laughs> we, had, we had a whole fucking Mark Brunel. We There's not many podcasts out there 
that like Mark Brunel fans could really take to heart, but Thrifty Podcast is one of them. Unless Mark Brunel, yeah, has his own podcast. Mm-hmm. I, it would be cool to go thrifting with Mark Brunel yeah. and dig through his old stuff that we find in the bins. One of the most fascinating Mark Brunel stories, and I don't think I said it on – maybe I did, but I don't think I said it. The One of the most fascinating stories is Mark Brunel, who was uh, the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars when they became a team. And then, you know, he's still probably the most prominent Jacksonville Jaguar with Fred Taylor. Yeah, maybe. he's who you would associate, yeah. He started his career as a Green Bay Packer. He backed up Brett Favre, and he had a story that um, they were, like, drinking and shooting guns, and um, they came across – now, I don't know. It's not clear if um, it was on, like, Brett Favre's property, but I think Brett Favre shot a deer, and it wasn't dead, and then Brett Favre drug it to the water and drowned the deer in front of Mark Brunel. You know what? I think you did tell that story. Because it's worth a second pass. I was going to say, I only know one Mark Brunel story, and it's yeah. the story of that. Sick. So okay, think, so it's worth a second pass. It so if really you weren't is. around for an early episode, Mark Brunel saw Brett Favre kill a fucking deer by drowning it. Awful human. I, that's the second Wrangler worst. Wrangler jeans the guy. The second worst thing anybody's ever seen of Brett Favre. Yeah, that's yeah. his career as a, a Viking and a Jet didn't really help things. Oh, I meant his dick pic. Oh, I never saw Brett Favre's dick pic. Oh, I saw Brett Favre's dick. Was it wearing Wrangler jeans as well? No, he he just took like a full on like. There's a Brett Favre dick pic out there. Oh yeah, it was a whole scandal a couple of years uh, Jeez, back. How did like, I miss that? He was out of the league, but yeah, he had sent. Uh, I don't know if it was a journalist or who he had sent the dick pic to, but. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't was, know about the dick pic scandal. Just like Favre. a little baby bird in a nest. It was Ooh. it was not. With like, a little Green Bay Packers helmet on the top. It wasn't one of those like, you know, carefully studied, perfect yeah. lighting, you know, atmospheric dick pics. It was just like straight on up. On camera flash. Here's my bush and the bottom of my balls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the clip for the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Yeah, just <laughs> Brad. I'm sorry, but Brett Favre's dick is going to be in the cover art now. Yeah. But speaking of the Green Bay Packers, who Brett Favre uh, was the quarterback for, um, we're going to actually switch gears here, and we're going to jump into Thrift Tales. Thrift, thrift, thrift. Thrift, thrift, thrift tales. Thrift Tales for New Listeners is a segment we do about thrifting stories around the world. We had one from Tyrone, Georgia last week. Um, This one is actually from Knoxville, Tennessee via Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, I was excited when you put the emphasis on around the world that maybe we were going to discuss the European Football League. Coming up next week, I have one that's not from the United States. Thrift Tales. Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. But um, so there was a couple that lived in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, but they did their thrift shopping in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, because there's just more to do, more to see. And they arrived to um, they never said it was like an outlet, a Goodwill outlet, but it was something on the lines of a Goodwill outlet because they had mentioned after 4 p.m. That's when the pickers leave and they showed up after they showed up uh, after the pickers left. And this couple is uh, Sean and Ricky McAvoy, 
And the McAvoys uh, found a, just laying on like a discarded bin that's been picked through already, they found a West Point sweatshirt. Uh, this West Point sweatshirt had some holes in it, but it was like, you know, still wearable. And, and people who go to thrift stores, that's not something that scares them away a lot of the times if they like the piece they find. Yeah, you, know? you can sew them up. And so they took a flyer on it. They ended up purchasing it for 58 cents. Um, and that's a lot of the times and even stuff that we find, you know, sometimes we buy it for that type of price and then it just sits on the shelf until we get rid of it or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes we buy it for, you know, that and then we donate it back. Uh, yeah. Like, ah. You never know. So this is something that was under a buck. So, um, they bought the sweatshirt and the sweatshirt actually, uh, sat unattended for six months until Sean was actually watching a Vince Lombardi documentary and noticed that Vince Lombardi in this documentary was wearing a West Point sweatshirt. And it looked eerily similar to the one that he found six months ago. Um, so with that said, um, his wife and him, they they refound the sweatshirt, checked the tag, and it said Lombardi on it. And I think that's a good point. Yeah, it wasn't like when they found it, it wasn't like a starter tag West no, Point sweatshirt. it was yeah. written Lombardi on it. That's really, really... Yeah, and uh, for those folks out there who don't know Vince Lombardi, Vince Lombardi coached the Green Bay Packers during the 60s, won five championships, and so he was kind of like the big dick of the 60s, more or less. They named the... Yeah, the Super Bowl trophy is named after him. Yeah, the Lombardi trophy. Yeah. Ta-da. Um, after a few phone calls, uh, they actually made a trip to Dallas, Texas, where it was indeed confirmed to be Vince Lombardi's, and he had owned the sweatshirt when he had coached at West Point between 1949 and 1953. So they had an authentic on their hands. Vince Lombardi wore it, and it was actually the same one in the documentary, the exact same one. That's a good habit that sports people do is write their name on shit. Yeah. Any athlete has scribbled their name on their gear before, so it makes sense that it has his name written in it. Athletes too. are the type to 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 kind of put their stamp on things, you know? Well, there's like 52 of the same fucking thing laying around, so you got to know whose is whose. Yep. Um, so um, they actually sent, after it was confirmed that it was Vince Lombardi's, this is typical NFL shit right here. After it was confirmed that it was Vince Lombardi's, they sent pictures to the NFL Hall of Fame, and the NFL Hall of Fame was like, yeah, this is really cool. Do you want to donate it? They, did, they, they didn't want to give them any money for it whatsoever. Oh, I would I would really put them over and just be like, oh, maybe, but like, hmm. They would not pay for this thing. See, I would find, uh, I would make a big stink about the fact that I didn't want to donate it, and then somebody would make me an offer because they'd be like, fuck you, it belongs there. I'll give you a hundred grand for it, and I'll be like, "Go ahead, put it in there." That's sort of what happened. Um, These so, people are smart. Yeah. So the uh, <laughs> NFL Hall of Fame turned down paying for the Lombardi West Point sweater that was found at the thrift store, and doing a little digging, they had found out through that place in Dallas that Lombardi gave the sweater to assistant coach Bill Wanamaker in the late fifties. And so Wanamaker had the sweatshirt, and at some point, Bill moved to Asheville. And when he passed away, his family gave all his stuff to Goodwill. And they were just... Then that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And that's how we find a lot of cool stuff, because someone dies, and family's just like, let's clear it out. 
And so Bill owned this sweatshirt. Bill kept this sweatshirt, and his family got rid of it. The untold story here, and there's not really a lot of information on it, but if you're, I mean, if you're the Wanamaker family who got the sweatshirt and donated it and then in turn found out that it was Vince Lombardi's, do you think money should go their way? It's a it's an interesting thing. Uh no, if they donated <laughs> they donated they it. donated the sweatshirt, they gave it up, they could have looked through his things. It's not the people who bought it's fault that they didn't love their dad, their grandfather, whoever donated not it. Not enough. Enough to go through and look and be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, he had a connection to Vince Lombardi. Let's see if he has any of Vince Lombardi's things." Yeah. You had your chance. You gave it up. Yeah. So I didn't find any information if they gave them any type of like uh, settlement or anything like that. But the sweater sold out of Heritage Auctions in Dallas, Texas to an anonymous phone bidder for $43,000. That's 58 cents purchased. $43,000 was the profit. And the NFL Hall of Fame was giving them dick for it. And I bet, you know, the auction house probably takes, you know, their 10 or 20%, whatever it is. But you're still walking away with 30 grand for 58 cents worth. Yeah. Goodwill gets 58 cents. You get, you know, 30 grand and whatever after taxes. Mm-hmm. And the people who donated it get the benefit of knowing that Goodwill got 58 cents. So $43,000. If I got that much money, I'd probably throw some money to the Wanamakers, like some. Like I'm, something. I would. I don't know. I would maybe, maybe buy them lifetime passes to the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. so they could go and look at it whenever the <laughs> fuck they wanted. Yeah, when it was in your dad's bedroom, you didn't give a you shit. You couldn't huh? bother to look at it before. Well, here we are. You can go look at it anytime yeah. on me because I'm a nice guy. And so Sean and uh, Ricky McAvoy, they, they made bank on that. And I was looking into Sean. And Sean is the singer of Seattle-based punk band Tit Pig. Good for Tit Pig. Yeah. Being in a punk band, you're not making a lot of money, especially if your name is Tit Pig. Yeah. But, like, good so, on him to have a sweater come up and, and to you, go out thrifting. And you could actually find Tit Pig songs on YouTube, YouTube.com, the website. So the singer of a punk band... Is who actually found this, and uh, <laughs> there's a video that you could find that Tit Pig opened their set and says, this is a song about being blind in one eye, and then they play a song called Acid Bath. <laughs> is Tit Pig one word or two? <laughs> two words, from what I understand. Oh, that's going to be hard to Google. <laughs> so, yeah, that's for sure. So, Sean McAvoy from Tit Pig had the Vince Lombardi West Point sweatshirt, 58 cents to $43,000. That brings up a good point that while you're out on vacation, if you like thrifting, do what you like out mm-hmm. on vacation and don't just sit around. Go out, find a local Goodwill, look through some garbage one cans, afternoon. Yeah, you know, why not? And so, yeah, I'm not sure if it was a Goodwill outlet per se, but how the story was framed was the fact that it was a look-through part of the store and it was people had their hands on it, didn't want it because it had holes. But the singer of a punk band came through in the clutch for his family. Bought a military sweatshirt and got a mm-hmm. ton of money for it. Good on him. Yeah. So 
Um, that was Thrift Tales for this week. Coming up after the commercial break, as I mentioned before, we're going to look at a defunct stadium from Detroit. You could probably uh, one and one together for that. But stay tuned for more football shit. See you after the break. It's hard to beat the Bayou banter of Brett Favre. I gotta see this. Brett Favre out here. Brett Favre. This is a guy who loved everything about this sport. Woo! Gotta love it. Can you believe they passed, Roy? All right, here we go, fellas. Let's have a little fun today. His personality was infectious. That's one. Uh oh. Hey, you call Mr. Miyagi up there on the team on the board? Oh, yeah. Wax on, my right car. How you doing? He thought I was taller than this, huh? I thought you were taller than me. Hey, how about Mr. Miyagi coming up talking to me? Asking a player on the sidelines if God farted. You think God never farted? Brett was fun because quarterbacks weren't supposed to be engaged with other people. They weren't supposed to get smacked around and get up and talk trash to guys. <laughs> Some tight pants you got on, Bubba. Buddy, it's just quads. They're a little bit huge. You'd make fun of people, but I don't know if that's necessarily like trash talking. TJ's all waist, no legs. Look at him. Looks like an ostrich. Hey, look at Snyder. He looks like the hunchback from Notre Dame with that quasi white shoes moto. Better get off the way. You better get off the way. You almost got to get a good day. I'm looking for you now. Well, well, y'all need to quit. Y'all need to quit. I got some advice for y'all. Take two weeks off, then quit. Have I ever made you watch any of the uh, YouTube channel Defunct Land before? Have I made, like, oh, many. theme parks and stuff? Yeah, you many. were definitely here. You were yeah. chilling there. That I've, was you, right? Yeah, I was laying on the floor there. I've seen a lot of them. Okay, yeah, Defunct Land is something I've been into. It's very good. Yeah, it's like theme parks, uh, stuff that like shits that not shit that isn't there anymore. Yeah, rides and attractions that were there, the history of them, how they happened, why they're not there mm-hmm. anymore. And there, there's also an, a series quite similar called Abandon, which is like the same the same thing. Well, with this football episode this week, I actually was diving into their channels, and I found that they actually had one on the Pontiac Silverdome, which is the the former Detroit Lions, the Detroit Football Lions professional football stadium. Back when they were good. Back when they, well... They had some names. Uh, yeah, back in the Barry Sanders era. Yeah, where Barry carried the squad. And I, uh, you know, I, I took a look at the Pontiac Silverdome and see what was out there. And coincidentally, we're going to be talking about them on this week's eBay Alert. eBay Alert. A merchandise from or actual physical structures, chairs, stuff like that, have been popping up on eBay.com, the website, 
pretty often. I don't know because it's the the football year or, or what's going on, but there was chairs, there's penance, there's so many things popping up from that, but there could also be another reason why, and that's why we're kind of deep diving into the Pontiac Silverdome. Um, and for uh, the uninitiated, the Pontiac Silverdome opened in 1975, and it sat on 127 acres of land, which is enormous. It was humongous. Mm-hmm. The seating capacity of 82,000 made it the largest football stadium uh, in big-time football. It was the home of the Detroit Lions between 1975 and 2001. Um, of course, in 2002, the stadium was left permanently uh, without a permanent tenant. That's when Ford Field came about in 2002. So from 1975 to 2001, that's where the powder blue and gray Lions played football. It had a lot of famous events there. But imagine in 1975, a place that sat 82,000 people for football. That's so much. It's insane. That's before that pennant. That's before even the Steelers yep. were as popular as they were in the late 70s. Right. And this, this is, is the Detroit. Lions. Yeah. Well, Pontiac, Michigan. But yeah, exactly. The yeah. Detroit Lions were the 82,000 capacity stadium. Um, it first closed in 2006 after several different redevelopment projects. So they were done playing football in it in 2001, but it was one of those stadiums that just kind of stayed around because there's a lot of stadiums these days that, like, once you're done, it's, like, demolished the next week for a parking lot for a new one. Yeah, they don't want to blow it up if they don't have to. If they can find a reason to repurpose this thing, it saves them a ton of money, and it did it for a little bit. Yeah, so it it had the opportunity to to kind of do that. They were looking for a, a different tenant, in 2009, the, C- the city sold the stadium for only $550,000, which was less than 1% of the cost to build it in the fucking first place. I would buy it and just move in and be like, this is where I live, motherfuckers. This is my home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you wouldn't have to do anything. I mean, you'd have to have plumbing, but like, you could probably get by without electricity in an open... There is so many toilets in that place. I mean... God quilling and the creek don't rise. One of those toilets is gonna work. Like one. <laughs> you mean just shit in shit in it to capacity and then move yeah, on. Yeah, like shit. Tape that one off and just keep going. Fill up the bowl. Fill up the bowl and move on. I actually unrelated. I was looking at people. I was uh, down another YouTube search. And there's people who live in like uh, what are those called? When you like rent a space, like you rent a like a. Has a garage door, just like a uh, guardian storage stuff like that. Oh, okay. When people live in storage spaces, and I was looking at pimped out storage spaces that people have a bed and TV, and it's all on the DL. That's not illegal. It is. That's why it's on the DL. <laughs> okay. Well, why is it on YouTube if it's on the DL? I don't know, but people have like beds. This guy made a homemade sink and running water, all kinds of stuff. But I'm saying you could kind of do that with the stadium. You could just shit and piss and whatever in the one bowl and just move on. Yeah, if you got $550,000 to buy a stadium, you could probably afford a water bill to like flush a toilet. You could find a toilet that worked, right. Um, so in 2009, um, beyond that, um, there was some more redevelopment plans, and in 2010, it actually reopened. 
So they got it to the point that you were mentioning. Like they kept it open for a while to see if there was people. And in 2010s, it just had the most rando events. What were the? Yeah, I was gonna say, what were they doing there? Like monster truck shit, and the capacity of the stadium being 82,000. It was like there was no like there was a like a a drop of people in comparison to the chairs. I wonder if the monster truck things there are like they are here in Pittsburgh, where it's always on Valentine's Day and it's like (laughs) billed as a romantic event to go to. Shit, that's so Pittsburgh. It really is like that's so Pittsburgh. Monster truck Valentine's. It's always like over the the period of Valentine's Day. The most romantic thing I've ever done on Valentine's Day is buy a couple of birds. Who are in love. The birds were in love. Oh, fuck. Birds are not romantic. I've done some romantic shit on Valentine's Day, but if somebody bought me birds, I'd be like, this is over. I bought birds for myself, but the birds were in love. There's a tradition of buying birds in your family. I just don't understand. Yeah, it's a weird weird tradition. By 2013, it once again closed again. That winter, uh, a giant storm destroyed and mashed the roof to bits. So from 2013 on there was just roof pieces everywhere like everywhere <laughs> in the stadium like white giant roof piece tarps and they're like, they just built this free souvenirs to get yeah, away and at that point people st- that was like the era when people were like i gotta get in there so there's multiple videos that you could find on youtube.com the website of people just walking around and finding giant tarps um people started a fire there there was arson in the press box there was a lot it was just like the purge only a stadium <laughs> it was like a stadium purge that's probably yeah all the chairs are up because you could just unbolt them or you know unscrew them and just walk right out with them exactly and that's that's what you're getting to with that kind of uh, uh th- th- that kind of pe- like those kind of people coming in and destroying it taking chairs out um there was at that point a uh, like a gust like a gust of wind more so hit ebay at that point where there was chairs and souvenirs and stuff popping up on ebay then that people were like "Ooh, that's like that's like there's no trespassing it's at that hot point. yeah but there's really lack there's security hot. it's it's hot merchandise and then it disappeared from ebay again the stuff disappeared from ebay again and then in 2017, it was actually set to be imploded, but it ended up being a botched execution. Uh, the demo charges went off, but due to faulty wiring, only part of the stadium fell. So for the next year, it was taken down piece by piece. That's so Lions. That's so Detroit. <laughs> so it was taken down piece by piece. And the final freestanding section fell in March of 2018, the year of our Lord. Um, so this- finally... All gone. So this is why in in 2018, this past year, that the chairs have returned back to eBay. Um, everything's back to eBay, and there's been an influx of it because finally the structure is down. You can't tell what's hot and what's legit Exactly. Now. So there's been a lot of sellers out there that have been selling stuff that you could think that maybe they got it now. But the rumor is they got it back in the era where people were breaking in and stealing things, but they pulled those from eBay. So they had those from eBay, but now that the stadium's there, it's just like no harm, no foul. Yeah, and see, if you knowingly buy it and it's hot, you know, like, then Mm -hmm. it's a crime. But if you're not sure, it's totally illegal. Exactly. And for, uh, you could buy a seat from the Pontiac Silverdome from 50 to 100 bucks. Uh, somebody actually found a concert t-shirt of The Who, 
and they put it on eBay for 300 bucks. It's from the 1980s. From the, the Silverdome? Yeah, found it. A chair for only 50 bucks from the Silverdome, though? That's a, a pretty good price. I mean, there's 82,000 of them, but mm-hmm. it's a pretty good price. Um, something that I actually put a, uh, put a flyer out on. Um, the original ABC, ABC Sports Stadium banner from 1976 is 45 by 45. Somebody had, now it's a bid, so I have to update the listeners next week on if I won the bid. But they threw it up on eBay for $9.99. So I put a thing in for $10.49. That's a great, well, now somebody's going to outbid you once this goes Sure. Live. But I wanted to say that I actually bid on it officially for the show. Yeah. But it goes off in four days. So about about time the next episode is, not this episode, but next episode is released, we're going to know if I have a 45 by, by 45 ABC banner. That'll be really, really cool. And the roaches out there, don't be bidding on that. I, that's my bid. If you see a 1049 bid on that, that's my bid. That's me. See, if I can find a good deal on a chair, like I might see if I can find a picture from like WrestleMania 3 from like that WrestleMania area. WrestleMania 3. And then like frame it above the chair as like a little like tribute to the, the Pontiac Silverdome. I grew up in Michigan, so there's a little sentimentality about it. But mm-hmm. like I wasn't at WrestleMania 3. Uh, mm-hmm. But that would be really cool, I think, for, you know, 50 bucks. And I'll say this about wrestling. Wrestling filled that shit up. Oh, God. They wrestling like, filled that shit up. Yeah, they that was like the largest crowd in forever Maybe for the longest ever. time. Forever. 80, 82,000 people. Um, known racist Hulk Hogan um, accidentally called uh, the, the, what was it, the, the Superdome, the Silverdome on a couple WrestleManias ago. And the crowd booed him out of the because he's like, yeah, brother, the Silver Dome. And it was the Super Dome, so he fucked up. But that's, uh, yeah, that's where he body slammed Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. My dad, that was the last time I texted my dad like six months ago. He, he asked me who body slammed Andre the Giant. Was that a trivia question? No, he was uh, he was talking with it uh, about uh, about it with some buddies at work. They remembered, you know, like when Andre. They couldn't remember who body slammed Andre. They couldn't remember if it was Big John Stud that body slammed him first, or if it was Hulk Hogan that body slammed him first. So yeah. he texted me for confirmation. Rest in peace, Andre, for well, sure. He was, yeah, he was one of the last good guys. But. Nobody, anybody had, there was no wrestling memorabilia that was left there, so that wasn't up because I'd be bidding on that. Um, But there's a lot of, like, media notebooks that people threw on there for, like, 25 bucks. Section signs that are, like, $200. So in, like, the late, like, 2010s, well, the early 2010s, I should say, people gutted that place quietly, and then when it was knocked down, it fully knocked down in March of 2018. That's when their shit went back up. All the rest of the scraps, yeah, that haven't already been picked. You know, so go back type up. that into eBay.com, the website Pontiac Silverdome. Buy yourself a chair. Do not buy the ABC tapestry. I'm into tapestries. I want it. I want to put that in my bedroom. That would be very very cool. And for 10.49, that's a steal. If I get it for 10.49, you know I'm going to be outbid in some days, but I'm going to give it Here's my limit. Ooh, actually I shouldn't have said that cuz what is it? What is my limit? My limit is 20. 20. 20? I'm not going higher than 20. I'll keep an eye on it. If it goes higher than 20, maybe I'll I'll hold on to it. 21. Don't be spending more than 21 on it. Is shipping handling or is it one of those all ones in, with the all free- inclusive deal? Oh, well, that's... ABC you, Banner, 1976. Yeah, you got to factor that into the cost. Because those people who put, you know, like something cool for $10 and then shipping and handling is 26 Yeah. 
not 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 in this case so now that we went through an entire football episode that i've been wanting to do since like last summer how are you feeling about football now any better or worse i feel like i have cte now yeah from all that but thanks everybody for listening a lot of uh, cool stuff coming up this week we will be releasing the thrifty thon live video that our friend danny behar shot it's going to feature some comedy um some live music uh josh raffled off his german troll that we um had on a previous episode brett from the mr roboto project that's where we filmed the damn thing brett was the actual one who won it and it was yeah i had to kind of talk brett into it because he was kind of on the fence and i was like it mm-hmm. might be a lucky troll. It might be cursed. We're not sure. You know, take a chance on it. And when his name got called, I was like, it's already lucky. See, you, you got it, brother. And he had went on Facebook.com, the website, unbeknownst to me, said that the, the closest thing to a thrifty live show that he's seen is the Chris Gethard show. And little did he know, or boys, little did we know, that's my boy. Just you wait, Brett. Just you wait. Um, A lot of cool stuff on the way. But everybody, thanks for listening. At Thrifty Podcast on Twitter for our Twitter dirt sheet. Um, We have some video of us actually thrifting in the fucking dark. Yeah, the power outage is on Twitter. Uh, It'll be on Facebook. The picture of the raccoons we discussed on the last episode. Oh, if you guys want the raccoons, yeah. Yeah, uh, we're trying to put more stuff up to keep you guys entertained and show you weird shit that we encounter. And thanks for sticking around. And to those folks who haven't stuck around, and you know who they are, tell them to get roached.